Welcome to Trader's Voice, a podcast dedicated to helping you eliminate market noise and focus on the one that matters, the voice inside your head. Hello, hello. Welcome, everyone. Thanks for tuning in again. It's always great having you guys. Um, I've had quite a few uh, new listeners recently, and for those of you who are new, please know that most of my content is going to be about trading psychology, market uh, truths, and... Um, habits and self-development. So if you're here looking for any uh, market tips or how to use a new indicator or how to, you know, hack the RSI, you're in the wrong place. Um, there's just, there's not going to be none of that here. <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, fear is something that I often hear a lot when it comes to trading. You know, um, a lot of traders experience fear, whether as to enter in the trade or get out of the trade, or scale in, or fear of you know risk itself, or whatever it is. There, it's fear is having a negative impact on on their trading habits, and their their trading process, and the their profitability. But you know, um, I feel like fear is self generated at times, right? So you think about it, what can the markets really do to you? It, it, it has, it can't physically uh, attack you. It can't physically, um, you know, do anything to you. It has no power in and of itself. The power that you give it is the one that you give it. You know, the power that it has is, is what you give of it. So if you think nothing of it, if you don't believe that it can harm you in any way, then it won't. But if you understand what it really is, is the, or where the fear is coming from, then you might feel a little better uh, about it. So where's the fear coming from? It's there's a theory that you know we evolved from primates, right, and we're ancestors of monkeys. And monkeys, of course, they live in the wild. They live in the natural habitat. They needed to develop a sense of protecting themselves right like a um, self-monitor monitoring system self-alarming system where if they feel like they're getting attacked and they're about to be hurt physically you know eating up or being being uh, or getting their ass kicked then um they they need to be able to protect themselves against that right then that's where our fear system propagated from you know it's a way to sense danger when there's going to be danger to to our physical body or our mental ones now but you know with monkeys i don't think they're they're worried about psychological warfare as yet maybe they are i don't know i don't think so anyway so we evolved some monkeys who have developed that fear sensor sensory in us right and there's there's a bunch of other ones we inherited which is uh, instincts Knowing when to eat, knowing when to sleep, knowing when to blink your eyes. They, these are all automatic programmings that we have received from our ancestors. You know, through millions and millions of years of evolution. And so we inherited this fear response, right? And when we, it comes to the markets, we tend to attach our livelihoods to the markets, right? Or that's what new traders tend to do that a lot, where they would feel like whatever happens in the market is what is reflective of that new trader's life. You see, so he would 
be feeling like he has value and self-worth when his P&L goes up. So he feels happy and elated. But when his P&L drops, he, he feels like his value is being taken away. He feels like he has nothing else to offer to society. And this is when that fear response kicks in because you, if you're dealing with your livelihood, you place a lot of emphasis and value on something, on something working out. And if it doesn't, of course, you're going to feel disheartened. When it comes to trading, um, it happens so rapidly and instantly as soon as you put on a trade that a lot of people don't have enough time to cool down, enough time to really come back down to their senses before they do something stupid, right? Or they hesitate completely out of fear, out of being stricken with fear, just like a deer in headlights, you know? And the only way to combat this is, well, there's, there's two ways. Right? The first is to transform that fear into energy. You, you, can, you can do that. Once you feel a sense of fear, if you catch it and, and are aware of it in that time, then what you can do is you can um, you know, acknowledge it, put some thought into it, and force your brain to um, be courageous in that moment. That's the only way you overcome it. This is how you see all this... Uh, you know, superheroes overcome their fears in, in the heat of the battle, right? There's something within them, something within themselves. And I believe there's something within all of us that we can conjure up during the times that we need to, um, you know, overcome the situation. That's only going to develop through time. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be with experience over uh, many, many, many practices and bouts of, of you know, overcoming fear. Right? With anything, it's going to take time and, and, and dedication to, to develop. But this is something that we have to uh, conjure up within ourselves. Because also, to overcome the fear, our fears in trading, we have to overcome our fears in real life as well. Right? This is what I always preach. How you live life is how you're going to trade. So if you live life cowering in fear of, of other things in your life, well, you're definitely going to portray that into the markets. And you will not be able to overcome the markets unless you overcome yourself first. Right? Are you fear of you know? Are you fearful of asking pretty girls out? Are you fearful of even talking to them? Are you fearful of you know going out by yourself? Are you fearful of um, ghosts? And and every time you see all those things, you 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 back away, you back off rather than face them head on and understand them for what they are. Most of it is just figments of our imagination. If we do see a real-life tiger, we do see a real-life threat, like from a lion, from an elephant, from some big old gigantic animal, then yeah, you know, it's right to have that fear response kick in so that we can either act instinctively, or for some of us, we, you know, get stricken with fear and just stand there and, and get caught like a deer in headlights. And um, hopefully the predator passes by us or something. I don't know. But it's all up to us, right? It's all up to us. And you got to figure out where, where, what areas of your life can you also improve besides your trade? Yeah. Are you uh, fearful of job interviews? So you always want to skip them? Well, you know, again, what, again what's, what's the best way to gain patience? You do things that require patience. So what's the best way to become courageous and to be able to overcome your fear? 
by going through those situations. That's the only way. Going through those situations and overcoming them. You know, there's no amount of crying, wishing, hoping, sitting sitting in your bed with your your uh, hands on your forehead, wondering when things are gonna change, wondering how you can um, wish things into fruition. There's no wishing. There's no wishing around here, right? You gotta put in the hard work. You gotta put in the hard work. And day in, day out, this is how you prove your 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 uh, devotion to the craft, right? And I've talked about devotion before. And I hope you guys um, are starting to see how everything connects. Because how you do one thing is how you do another thing as well. If you're lazy at your job, you do the least, well, you're going to be lazy at home and do the least. Right? If you want to lead a highly productive life, it has to be productive in both ends of the uh, spectrum. It's very hard, very, very hard to be to be one type of way in another in one setting, and then go go home in a private setting and, and switch switch that thing back on, or or switch to a different type of mode, right? Like, um, let's say you're not very talkative at work. Well, if you go home, you're not gonna be very talkative. I know, you know, it's it's a wonky example, but that's what I mean. If, if you're always wishing for other people to be the ones to reach out to you or to, um, you know, extend their hand first, if they don't say hi, you don't say hi. Well, that's going to extend to your training. And uh, yeah, you're always waiting for other people's um, opinions before you buy a stock or you're always joining some kind of chat rooms. I always got to listen and chat with people and socialize with them, get get their feedback. Now, if you're doing it intentionally and you know what you're looking for and you're looking for evidence to back up your theory or disprove your theory to actually strengthen it, then by by all means, more power to you. But if you're only socializing with people because you have a weak foundation of the thesis, your own market thesis, and you're always trying to look for other people's opinions to use as your own, then you're in a bad place because they will have different time horizons than you and they will have different uh, methods for getting in and out as you. I just don't get why these, these well, I mean, I get why these uh, Facebook groups for trading or Reddits or this discords, why they're so popular is because it gives people a way to discuss their opinions and voice their, their own thoughts, right? But none of these people are actually voicing the thoughts in order to get better, in order to improve in some type of way. They're only doing it for self-validations and instant gratification. Uh, back on the topic of fear, what is there to be really fearful about when it comes to the markets? You know, just numbers flashing on the screen. Your life is really not threatened. And if you do feel like your life is threatened when you're trading in the markets, um, you're either trading too large definitely probably because you're trading too large and you don't have a good market thesis that you believe in right so that every time you're in a drawdown and every time you get some losses you feel scared you're doubtful right you're doubtful if your strategy works because you haven't truly put in the, the work necessary to confirm it and second you're trading too large some of you you're trading your whole whole net worth your whole account into one position you know and some of you are smart you split it in two <laughs> so you have two positions with 50 percent each no that's that's actually not good <laughs> you know and you guys don't you, 
you gotta learn how to properly position size as well. You don't you don't pick your entry and then you pick a random number of shares and then you pick a stock from that. Okay. You pick an entry and then you pick where you want to be wrong. Is it below a support area, below a moving average? Whatever it is, anything works. Okay? I don't feel like there has to be one right way. Even though I don't condone the use of indicators, I don't dis uh, deny the fact that they, they have some use to them. They make the, if, if you're skilled enough, you can use indicators to clean up the data on a chart so that you can read it better. So there are clear buy and uh, exit signals. But you're not doing it to forecast stock prices that, or, or you know market prices. That's the wrong, incorrect way to use them as well. You're, you're using them to confirm what the chart is already showing you currently at this present moment in time. And that chart changes each and every second. So you got to really keep an eye on it. You trade small enough, you can watch it every uh, at the market close only like I do. You position yourself correctly. All right, guys. Um, thanks again for tuning in. And I'll see you guys in the next one.